Welcome to another episode of Wing It Motown Radio. We are back. It's been a while. Hockey season is upon us. Uh, actually, starts uh, when you're listening to it. It's going to be starting today. Uh, but uh, yeah, we've got a uh, we got a few people to talk to today. Um, I'm your host Kyle, as always, because Jeff uh, quit and um, because he's I don't know he's ugly. Um, doesn't have a face for radio, I guess. We've got JJ as always, who is a personal favorite of mine, and then we've got. Uh, we've got Mikey, and we've got who else do we have? What's Peter. your name? Peter. Peter. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> How can I forget Peter? Also known as Jimmy. <laughs> call him Jimmy. Call him Peter. Don't call him late for dinner. Um, oh boy, it's been a while. It's been a while. Has it not? Yes, it has. We're gonna stay away from singing stain songs on this episode. That'll be for later on the in the uh, season when we're all really emo. Um, we have a lot to talk about because it's been a while, obviously, um, and there's been a whole crap ton of stuff that's happened in the past couple of days, and not very much of it is t- stuff to write home about. <laughs> um, we're going to try and keep it uh, a non-whiny for you guys, uh, but I guess we're uh, just going to break right into it. But before I do that, how you guys been lately? That's the greatest night ever. Mm-hmm. All right. This is probably about the second or third time, fourth maybe, that <laughs> trying to record this because I just can't keep it together. <laughs> what about you guys? I'm keeping it together very well. I promise to make that a, a trying task on you tonight. Okay, thank Keeping you. it together. You're welcome. <laughs> you just thank me and uh, Scotch for that. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't drink. This is not, this is family show. Um, Prashanth does. Peter, every time he's Peter, on. No. Yep. Uh, no. no, that's just how he is. You haven't earned what Prashanth has earned. Yeah, no, no, this no. is true. Prashanth, this is vastly true. basically just, like, when he talks, he's like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I mean, you can just tell that he's he's had a couple. <laughs> he was he was the fuck Toronto one, right? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> Peter, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I was doing better until the last couple of days, but we're going to be positive. We're going to be positive. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to try and go up and not down. Yes. Um, JJ, you already said it's the best night ever, as always. So we're just going to break right into it. We're going to kick the door down. Um, we're going to punch holes in the walls. We're going to cry. We're going to laugh. We're going to have some fun. Um, so we're going to just basically, let's just break right off into the Red Wings. Uh, everything. Um, we got roster moves. We've lost players. Um, we've got basically a good feel of what the team's going to look like uh, when, they, when they open up the season. Uh, basically, just everything in between. Um, so we're going to try and go through it all and not spend four hours on it because there is really a lot. I guess the first one we need to talk about is the roster moves and the waiver losses. So basically the Red Wings um, have already in the past two days have already lost two prospects. I mean, you know, they lost. I don't know if you want to call Polkin in a prospect, but I still think he is. And I still think Ferk was a prospect. He, they didn't play an NHL game, you know, a certain amount of NHL games. They're still a prospect to me. Um, they lost for who never played for the team. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I thought Perk was a good player. He was starting to break out of his shell. You know, he had that 27 goal season last year, at the AHL. I thought he could have been serviceable as a bottom six player, uh, who is sheltered and maybe gets some power play time. And then you got Polkin in. Everybody should know who Polkin is, what he's all about. I don't care if you like him or if you don't like him, but it doesn't matter 
The fact is that you lost two young, cost-controlled, team-friendly contracts to, for free. And it seems like asset management is a little bit a blunder. And um, it's kind of frustrating um, because it's just it, it all happens so quickly. Um, so how do you guys feel about it? Uh, JJ, why don't you go first? Because I know you are opinionative towards this and you have feelings. <laughs> I've actually... Uh calm down a lot but like you just wonder were they honestly worried that like they were like okay you want them you want to you know make the roster get everything set do all this shit like i get like firk isn't that big of a loss i mean he's he had the echl stink on him like he was like just starting to come around real good ahl year you know everybody's terrified he's gonna go score 30 in carolina but ah, whatever, you know. I, I still don't want to put him like necessarily in the lineup every night. Um, you know, Polkinen. I, I I can't say I didn't want Polkinen on the team. Um, I can't fit him in the top nine. I don't know why it became an argument of like top six, bottom six all of a sudden because like it hasn't been top six, bottom six for years. And there's just a lot of people who still believe like you really just have to have a grind line, which. I think yeah. it's horseshit, and that, that's what bothers me. If if Pokemon was going to end up being like the thirteenth forward uh, and not even playing, then then whatever. But like the OMG line is there, and they are set, and and regardless, like I don't get like were they afraid somebody was going to pick up Steve Ott on waivers? Like were they really terrified that like after all of that, like I really wanted to play for Detroit and kind of end my career there and. You know, I took an eight hundred thousand dollar deal. Like, you know, all the goals he scored in preseason, Boston's going to be like, "Oh shit, we got to have Steve Ott." Um, it just, it just doesn't sit right with me, you know. Right. I uh, I agree. I think you know, it, the fact that you need this grind line is complete BS. Um, I mean, <laughs> it was so funny because you saw that line play really well in the preseason, and. You saw like other lines, like with Mantha Athanasiu, they didn't play. I mean, they didn't light not you know knock the lights out or anything like that. Um, it was just funny, and it made me roll my eyes, of course. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it's stupid. Uh, if you would have kept Firk and Polkin in, and you would have built uh, a fourth line with them, uh, scoring line, uh, you'd have a line that was more exp- uh, cheaper, and oh, you wouldn't be in this little cap crunch where you have a thousand dollars wiggle room. So, um, you know, that's that's a big one right there. It's, it's just it seems so unnecessary and unneeded. And it's like what happened to the times where the Red Wings would put those young players, those skill players on the fourth line and start developing them that way. Um, it sucks. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it just it, it begs the question, who is going to be next? Like, who is the next mm-hmm. victim of that? Um, and I don't even want to say victim because obviously Polkinen and Ferk are going to get a shot in the NHL now. Ferk is going to play with Carolina, I believe, and I think Polkinen. I don't know how he's going to do, but I'm I'm sure that he'll get a good a nice look in Minnesota. Um, so, uh, uh, Peter, what about you? Yeah. Um, your thoughts? I mean, I I I think you kind of hit the nail on the head for why I think people are reacting this way. Um, you know, I think I think like JJ said, you know, when you evaluate the people we lost, you know, just those two individual players, it's not the end of the world. But I think it's more like if you look at the way our roster is constructed, it's 
not too hard. I mean, you're not you're not kind of like, you know, looking for for negative scenarios or like looking for worst case scenarios uh, to, to see that, you know, this could be the future. I mean, we have a lot of, you know, in the next couple of years, I mean, this it's kind of set up for this to happen over and over again. Um, and I think that's the reason that people are, are upset is that. Um, I don't know, like it kind of comes back to like, it seems like this didn't have to happen. You know, it seems like this is like we did this to ourselves rather than like, oh, well, I guess that's the way the system works. It's like, well, we went out and and, and did this um, like, you know, some of the commenters were talking about it um, and I forget exactly like, like what the, the conversation was. But, um, you know, it's like it's like, you know, you realize that, you know, we signed some of these contracts that we didn't have to. Um and the other thing, too, because, like, I know, you know, we said we're trying to, you know, stay positive. So I'm going to try to uh, kind of combine my complaining into, you know, so so that I can be positive later. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, I think it's just it, it's like a weird way of thinking. Like, you know, for me, you see a guy last year, um, you know, in the time he was on the team, like Athanasiu, you know, he's he he's obviously incredibly fast. He's like a game changer. If um, if he's killing penalties, you know, he has a hugely high chance of drawing penalties. Um, he can score, you know, I mean, like, like, like when you see a player like that, like to me, what you think is like, how can I fit him on my team? You know, like 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 he's one of the players you want on your team. And it seems like we're, we're not identifying, you know, the, the players we really want to be on our team and saying, OK, with these guys, how can we win? You know, let's build a system around the talent we have. Instead, we go and we get, you know, three guys that are going to sit on the fourth line and take time away from them. And I think, you know, I mean, like, that's my issue, I think. Pretty, pretty, fun, pretty valid. I think that, uh, you know, advocacy, obviously, with the speed can draw a lot of penalties. And, you know, it's a it's an evolving league. Um, speed definitely kills. I mean, you look at the team that just won the Stanley Cup, uh, and even the team that they played in the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, they had a glut of young, fast players, and you know, blended in with those, you know, the veteran type players that you know that get you there. Basically, like you look at your Matt Cullen, you look at your. Uh, I mean, I guess you say Joe Thorne, but he's still kind of elite status, I would say. Uh, Patrick Marlowe. Um, you know, those those veteran players that will just kind of put you over the top. You really do need to rely on your speed and your youth and your ability to utilize an entry-level contract. And it seems like the Red Wings just have no idea how to utilize that. Um, the only one they utilize, uh, they've utilized like fully is Dylan Larkin. And they are very, very fortunate for that contract. They should be right now because of how well he's performed and how cheap he is for them right now. So, um, you know, they need to, they really need to take a step back and take a look at these things. Um, you know, Mantha, who I thought um, probably deserved a roster spot more than Athletasiu might have, just because I thought he looked really good in preseason. Um, you know, he got sent down to Grand Rapids, um, and it just it, it begs the question: just you know, why do you why? And I know there's there's too many forwards, but you have these guys like Drew Miller, Steve Ott. I mean, is Steve Ott really going to do more than what? Anthony Mantha could do? No, absolutely not. The only thing more he's going to do is try and take someone's head off or stick his knee out and try and take someone out of the game. And people are going to say that he's an energy guy, but I mean, whatever. It's it doesn't exist. Energy comes from speed. It comes from agility. It comes from scoring goals. It comes from offense, sustaining offensive pressure. That is energy. Uh, being pinned in your own zone. Um, 
and just plugging it out and trying to make it by while you're getting just caved by another team's top line. I don't see how that creates energy. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm against it. I don't like this. I don't like what the team is doing in an evolving league. So, um, it sucks and I'm, I'm upset, but you know, it is what it is. I'm just, we're going into the season. I'm just excited to watch the hockey again, watch the Red Wings play. But, um, it's been a difficult, uh, journey to get there. Um, but moving on to other roster stuff, um, you know, we're, we're looking at defensive units. Um, obviously, Cronwell is out. He's on IR. He can come back basically whenever he wants, uh, whenever he feels good because it was retroactive back to September was it 20th or something. Um, yeah. Somewhere around there. Um, somewhere in that window. Um, so you're looking at uh, the uh, the reported lines basically where you've got DeKaiser as your number one. You've got DeKaiser, Marchenko, uh, was it Smith Green, or was it? It was. I'm sorry. It was. It, it was for the most recent skate. It was um, Ulet Green, and then it was Erickson Sproul, and then Smith took the day off because he just wasn't feeling well or something. He got banged up. Um, so essentially, one of Ulet or Sproul will get pulled out of the lineup. I assume it's probably gonna be Sproul. Um, but the defense doesn't look nearly as bad as I thought it would. And I'm really happy that they're relegating Erickson to the third pair. So that's one positive I think that really people aren't really paying attention to right now because obviously everything else is worse because you're losing whatever. But um, JJ, yeah, I know funniest, that you, you feel a little bit good at that. Yeah, go ahead. One of the funniest possible narratives we could have is look at the defense. I'm not dour on them. I think that Erickson still being in the lineup is a mistake. Uh, even with Cronwall hurt, I would rather just go with the Kaiser Marchenko, Smith, Green, Willett, Sproul, but whatever. It's uh, that's just going to be a losing battle forever. Um, mm-hmm. I think the defense might honestly be better this year than it was last year, uh, even though it's super unchanged and I, I don't want to say that losing Quincy is, is such a great thing because I, I do think that he had found a good role, but this will give us an opportunity to like really show it. Like I think Mark Chenko being on the top pair is bold and, and, and risky. And and I I like, I like that look. And one of the, the most hilarious things that could possibly happen is there is a very real chance that what we're going to see through the first 20 games in the season is we're going to have offensive lines who Perhaps or forward lines who are perhaps not exactly doing great, getting bailed out by their defense, and that would be based on the way the Red Wings have operated the last few years, doing the complete opposite. That would be hilarious to me, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, uh, what about uh, Mikey? Uh, you got any thoughts on the defensive pairings or anything like that? I know obviously we haven't seen them perform in, in NHL action. Uh, that is a preseason yet, but. What are your thoughts? Do you think it's going to be good? Do you think it's going to be the same? Do you think it's going to be worse? Um, I don't think it's necessarily going to be any worse, but yeah. just what what JJ was saying with the mix-ups that they're doing, and, and not that anything is not where it should be, um, but we we don't exactly know that this is where guys are going to stay with DeKaiser and Marchenko on the top pairing and, and then Smith-Green and, and mash-up roundup on, on the bottom three. But it it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun to watch for the start of the season. I mean, they're essentially on the roster telling Danny DeKaiser, hey, you have to find a way to move the puck. 
and telling Alexei Marchenko, hey, keep doing what you were doing at the end of the year, but now you got to do it against, you know, Sidney Crosby and Steven Stamkos instead of Brian Rust and, you know, X other third line guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I um, think, I think then, Marchenko was seasoned in the uh, in the World Cup of Hockey pretty pretty well to to play some top competition. So that's that's a positive I, I drew for that. But go ahead, sorry, Dan. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the the Smith uh, Green pairing, I think they're just trying to set up an overload of offense for Larkin's essentially going to be taking the two C role in theory, mm-hmm. right? I, I thought I saw Franz yeah. Nielsen was getting set up as the one C. Yep. So it it looks like they're trying to take preventative steps with the r- kind of mistake-laden roster that they put together at free agency. Okay. If that makes any sense. So they're No, I think it, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so I mean they're they're trying to avoid the sophomore slump. They're trying to make guys take strides, but it's it's just weird to see them do something in the realm of right there when during free agency it was just kind of like oh all right no for sure i uh, i i agree um and uh, i do think that taking the training wheels off of larkin and giving him his own line on the second line however they de- plan on deploying it um i think it's a good idea uh if he screws up then you've got a cushion you can move someone else around because um, yeah. that ever explain wing but you know whatever um peter uh you, going back to the defense, uh, your take on uh, what the projected lines could be, uh, and if you could pull anybody out, would it be Olette? Would it be Sproul? Obviously, it'd be Erickson, but um, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I would say, I mean, you know, that's you know, getting rid of Erickson would be you know the biggest, uh, uh, well, we, you know, the biggest trade deadline acquisition we could do, um, <laughs> but. Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I, I do think it's it's good that he's starting off on the third pair. Um, I think you know, if we are gonna see the you know the end of him or see him you know as the seventh defenseman, um, I mean, I think that's that's a good sign towards it. I'm not saying I think that's gonna happen, but I mean, like. Mm-hmm. You know, it at least kind of indicates. Okay, well, you know, you know, maybe he should be pay- playing less time. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I think I think it's that you know, like you said, I think it's that you know, Woulet, uh, Sproul, um, you know, maybe maybe sometime during the season, Jensen, you know, Jensen gets a chance, um, you know, kind of see who fits best in 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 that role, you know, that other third pair defenseman, um, you know, and and is is Smith going to stay on? Is going he's going to stay on the second pair? You know, because it looked for you know a while in the preseason they were, you know, kind of auditioning him up at the top. Um, and, you know, I think we've been talking about for a while, you know, we think that at least there's there's a ch- chance that he could, you know, he could really be a top pair guy, you know, so I'd be interested in seeing that, you know, like give him some time uh, to to either prove that he can be or for us to see that, you know, maybe maybe that's that's not where he's going to end up. Yeah, I think it's interesting with Smith because I think he definitely uh, it's time, you know, they got to figure out what the hell they're going to do with him. You know, he's not going to keep taking, I don't know, like, you know, these, these, it's obviously it's time. Are they going to commit to him or, you know, cause there's no more bridge contract. It's put up or shut up basically. So I think they definitely do need to figure out what they got, what they have in him and give him a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a leash now. He's like, okay, we'll put you in the second pair. We'll give you some power play time, uh, some actual power play time. You know, we'll give you a look on the first pair. And uh, if he comes out and he's the, the Red Wings best 
defenseman like everybody has been screaming that for that he is, um, then you go ahead and you throw him that um, four or five year deal, uh, basically. So I don't know. But I mean, you also have to be careful because the Red Wings aren't really poised to throw a, another huge contract out there. Um, well, you so. know, the conspiracy angle with Smith is that uh, they're playing him with Green to try to get him as many points as they can. And then when Cronwell's ready to come back, it'll make it just easier to trade the guy that's pending UFA. Is that an actual conspiracy? It, it is now. I don't know if I, I necessarily so much. I, I don't know if I've necessarily it. seen it anywhere, but it does make a lot of sense, doesn't it? Oh, like they didn't want to pick that. between Ouellette and Sproul. They're like, ah, fuck it, they can do whatever. Uh, let's just showcase Smith. And I've, I don't know, I've talked every year about them showcasing a guy for a trade early in the season, and they just never ever do that. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I, if that is if that is an actual thing that actually pans out happening, great. Then that means the team is accepting that they need to start selling some things and maybe uh, poise a little bit of a rebuild. Um, because yeah, at that point, get garbage return for it, though. You know they right. will. What did we say we were going to do before the podcast? Oh, yeah, we're Positivity. Gonna so they are going to trade Smith for uh, <laughs> Truba two weeks into yep. the season. Yep. Um, I don't know how they're going to make the cap work. I've, I, nope. It, it'll work, though. Um, no, yeah, it'll be awesome. Smith and Jimmy Howard for Truba and Hellebuck. <laughs> it, trust me. <laughs> you heard it here. Your first JJ insight. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, um, I guess uh, I if you just kind of backpedal to what you what we saw in the World Cup of Hockey from uh, the new the new guys, uh, you got uh, Thomas Vanek and Franz Nielsen. Um, I think Franz Nielsen is great. I think he looked really good in the World Cup of Hockey. Um, is he going to be? I don't know. Yet, if I think he's going to be able to keep the ship afloat as a 1C, but I still think that he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And whether he gets relegated to the second line and they bump Larkin up, whatever, um, I'm I'm happy with to have him uh, at least for the next two or three years. Um, and then after that, I will probably won't like him anymore. But um, and then you've got Vanek, who I don't know, I guess uh, a rich man's Polkinen with a little bit more experience. Um, I thought he made some really nice plays in preseason, um, but all in all, he's going to be a third line winger with a power play specialist kind of feel to him. So, and he'll probably also, um, I, I don't know if many fans are ready to, are, are going to like it, but, or that maybe they will, I don't know, but I think he's also going to be one of the guys that might get a scratch here and every day, here and then, um, you know, like stra- scratch him a game here, wait a week, scratch him again. Um, I think that he might end up in that kind of role. Um, but all in all, I think that they're, they're pretty good. I think they're, it'll be fun to watch, but, um, you know, it just makes you, it makes you, makes you think, you know, would you rather have Vanek there? Or would you rather have Polkin in there? Uh, cause they essentially traded Vanek for Polkin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's not that funny. I'm sorry. Um, I'll never ever tell a joke ever again. Really no, but it is true. It is true. I mean, with, with the way that it worked out. No, no, no. I, I, I hate myself. I wish. Oh, I was supposed to ask. Don't bother hating yourself, Kyle. We no, 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 no. Just listen to me. Okay. Have to. We're going to talk about this. So the Red Wings right now, what do they have? About $1,666 in wiggle room? Yeah. Yeah, it's not even cash it space. It's basically since they set the, the roster, they yeah. set it literally as close as they could to get max LTIR. Right. So basically what I, the question is, uh, what would you do with $1,666? I'll go first. 
Um, I, I would buy a bus ticket, uh, have everybody get out of the bus, and then I would drive the bus off a cliff. <laughs> so, you, so you upgraded from a motorcycle? Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, with yeah, the I other, just go with the bus ticket. Yeah, it's cheaper. What are you going to do with the other $1,600? What? What are you going to do with the other $1,600? Bus tickets oh, don't I just, cost I, that much, for the people, I'd be like, I'd be like here's, here's 20 bucks. get off the bus. Here's 10 yeah. bucks. get the hell off the bus. And the rest, I don't know. I'd eat it. I don't know. Shut up. I would rent a hot air balloon. Hot air balloon? Would you run it into a mountain? Uh, no, I'd, I'd probably moon a lot of people, though. Mm. <laughs> just, what are you going to do? I'm going to fuck an air balloon. Come get me, assholes. <laughs> oh, it's the perfect crime. It really is. Oh, man. What about, uh, what about you, uh, uh, Peter? Um, I was trying to think of a funny answer, but, um, I, well, I kind of, yeah, I know I, I've been, I've been out of things to run into cliffs or off cliffs or mountains. Yeah. Um, I'd yeah. probably finally get Hamilton tickets. I think $1,600 might be enough to get one. Oh, Maybe that's a two. solid lame okay. answer. Thank you. Yeah. Really lame. Very, uh, awesome. yeah. That's a know, good man. answer. That's, that's the problem. It's a, no, it's a good answer, but it's just like, come on. You don't blow something up like, you know, like um, something that doesn't hurt anybody. Would you at least moon somebody at Hamilton? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's what I was saying. Okay, there we go. <laughs> that's all JJ gives a shit about. He's watching- <laughs> Mikey, what about you? Uh, well, if, if the focus is to, to annoy people without hurting them like JJ's mooning, I'd probably book myself a weekend where the uh, wings are going into Toronto and I just wear my wings shit and I don't know, maybe like streak into the snow or something in the middle of the city. Maybe for the uh, Centennial Classic. There you go. Yeah. Terrible, but bless you. Spend like 600 bucks on all that and then use the extra thousand to bail myself out of uh, Mountie Jail. (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah. Real answer for me, though, I'd probably buy one of the seats at the Joe. Like, like season tickets or when no, they no, actually like tear the it down? When they, yeah, when they start selling okay. them, I, I would probably buy one. Yeah, um, that's not bad. And I'd put it in my <laughs> my one-bedroom apartment because I live alone and uh, because I can do that kind of stuff. Let's you have alone, you have butters. Go. He doesn't care. What? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember how high the seat numbers go. Are there, are there any rows that have a seat number 41 for you? Um. No, definitely no. not. You can get no, me a 20 for Drew Miller, my favorite guy. Yeah, I could do that. Um, you, you could get seat number eight. I don't yeah. like you guys anymore. Uh, number three for Andreas Leah. I'd buy oh, my $1,600 worth of lavender plants. That's what I'd do. 29 for Steve. Lavender is how it's actually pronounced. Um, <laughs> Appreciated, JJ. Cool. <laughs> um, I don't know. Are there any other roster... Uh, roster concerns roster moves that you guys uh want to talk about or want to bring up i mean obviously you know i kind of covered everything mm-hmm. that um nielsen's like coming out at the world cup because basically nobody paid attention to long island so nobody except for islanders fans who are going to spend all year like well hey, we told you so we're like yeah we don't listen to you you fuck off um <laughs> like nobody other than islanders fans like knew how good nielsen was so like on july 1st it was like blasphemy like you can't you cannot say he of course he's going to replace Pavel Datsuk but honestly it's not it's no longer blasphemy to say like there's a real good chance that 
Franz Nielsen can bring more to the Red Wings at this point than Pavel Datsuk would have been able to this year. That I'm not saying say, it will happen. Yeah, no, I will. I will label that as a hot take, but it's an acceptable hot take. I think if yeah, this was MythBusters, we'd call that plausible. Yeah. Mm. Not not yeah, confirmed, no, not busted. I'm not going to get. Yeah, I'm not going to get that hot take tattooed on me, but it's a, it's a hot, it's an acceptable hot take. You know, it's not yeah. like a Steve Simmons hot take, but you know. Well, no. Um, so we're essentially no, expecting, we're essentially expect, expecting Nielsen to be able to play a full season where Datsuk was missing fifteen yeah, to yeah. twenty games every year. So I mean, there is going to be yeah, that you, factor in it. Yeah, we pretty much kind of like I had accepted going into pretty much every season that Datsuk isn't going to play eighty two games. He's not going to play 75 games. You know, he's going to be a 50 game player and he'll be effective ex- extremely. Um, yeah, but would you rather have at all the right time? Right, exactly. And, you know, it's would you rather have that gamble of maybe hopefully. Oh, hi, Butters. Um, would you mm-hmm. rather have that gamble of him maybe being healthy at the right time? Or would you rather have a guy like Nielsen who could very potentially be you know, uh, available and healthy for most, most of the season. You know, we are so jinxing this right now. God, (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome. Erickson tip is going to explode and the shrapnel is going to get like (laughs) pop itself into Nielsen's eye. No, Steve odd is going to dye his hair and he's going to get it in his eye and he's going to go blind and it's just going to be really bad. Does Erickson's awful mechanical hip make him the $6 man instead of the $6 million man? Well, he doesn't get paid $6 million, so. Yeah, I shouldn't pay him at all. Wow. Yeah. Well, damn. you have to pay people to work here. It's not communist <laughs> China. <laughs> yeah, but does what he does qualify as work? Um, yeah, that works he, yeah, he probably works harder than I do on a normal day, but... <laughs> It's an American institution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. All yeah. right, so screw the talking about the roster because I'm really mm. sick of it. Um, yeah. Let's go around the NHL. Uh, let's talk about a bunch of teams that we really don't care about. Um, you know, what kind of expectations do we have? Let's start in the Atlantic, where we live, where we are at. Um, personally, and you know, I know we said we're going to be positive and we're going to put on a we're going to put on a show and cheer and sing and dance and um, but I wholeheartedly believe that the Red Wings are maybe bottom three um, as of right now, uh, but that can all change. So um, they are so on the brim of being a wild card team again or fighting in the basement with Ottawa and you know. Uh, Buffalo or something like that. Um, I, I, you know, I, I just don't really know what to think. I definitely don't think they're going to be uh, on par with uh, with Tampa, and I don't think they're going to be on par with Montreal because I think Montreal with a healthy price, and then you've got Radulov coming in, who uh, is going to be a good hockey player unless he just destroys that locker room along with their stupid coach, which actually could happen, which would be funny because I hate the Habs and their fans are insufferable and they deserve it. Um, uh, you Don't know, forget the most boneheaded trade they ever made. Oh yeah, and of course, how could I forget trading mm. Shea Weber for PK or trading trading PK Subban <laughs> for Shea Weber? And God, that's just so beautiful. I love that they did that because I hate having Shea Weber in this division because I I hate him 
Um, but it gives me another reason, along with the Andrew Shaw trade. Like, I can actually yeah. hate the Habs. Like, I actually <laughs> do not like them. I hate every single part of them at this point. Um, yeah. They're I not a team the like that. The the most impre- improved team in the division, though. Yeah. Yeah, but... no, because you got Tampa, who just stayed pretty much the same. Um, mm. And then Can, the can you really call did. the Habs improved, though? I mean, yeah, yeah they they added Radulov. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Carey Price back. Yeah. But does does that really qualify them as an improved team versus performing where they should have been? Yeah, I mean, they, it could, I mean, it's probably it just semantics, but yeah, no, considering last year, yeah, they improved. Yeah. Um, and then you know Maybe you have Tampa who like, stayed the same. Hmm? Yeah, Florida well, just lost Huberto, but yeah, they just lost Huberto for what three to four months. They also yeah. lost uh, Bugstad is also hurt. Yeah. So they've got Barkov, and then their second line center. Yeah, their second line center right now is, uh, I believe, it's Trocheck. So I think Boston is. probably got worse. Yeah, they they either got worse or they just stayed the same. Um, yeah, Ottawa probably stayed the same. Uh, Toronto. The big question is going to be how much better are Toronto and Buffalo at this point? I don't think they're that much better. Um, so yeah, I, I see us fighting with like right in that that Ottawa Montreal. Like just that melange of crap in the middle of the Atlantic. Um, yeah, Greg, I mean, Greg Wyshynski picked us to finish next to last behind Ottawa, and I think like that's where I draw the line. I think if, if mm-hmm. I, I don't, I can't see us finishing behind Ottawa. Um, no. How embarrassing would that be? But be yeah, I, I can't see us finishing ahead of Tampa. Um, we would need some real luck to get ahead of Florida. Um, so. I don't know. We're just, we're a bubble team again. So we're a bubble team in the entirely in the the mm-hmm. conference. We're a bubble team in the division. And you know that's what is to be expected. I don't think you know anybody was going into this season expecting them to be a contender. Even even Ken Holland didn't. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you know, I definitely think Toronto is going to improve over last year. Um, you know, I mean, if you watched in you know World Cup and preseason, I mean, you know, I mean, he can't do it by himself. But I mean, obviously, Austin Matthews is is. I mean, he's you know. Seems like he's going to be the real deal. Um, and, you know, he could, you know, if you look at who they got to play with him, I mean, you got uh, William Nylander from last year. I mean, I think they could be a good, uh, you know, kind of duo together. Um, I mean, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to be better than last year. Yeah, um, they are you know, improving. Like, yeah, I mean, I think Tampa, Montreal, um, Florida, I mean, I think they all probably finish ahead of us or i mean they should um you know like i said florida is probably like the one team out of those two out of those three that i don't you know i mean they're not a lock because of injuries you know then you know you still got boston's going to be right around us um you know yeah it's going to be tough yeah boston is still definitely i think we're probably still right on tier with boston at this point um i don't know i don't know what to think about buffalo obviously their their defense is still just unfiltered garbage juice um, but you know, they did add Kyle Ocposo, which does make their team better. Um, so that will be interesting. Uh, and, but they still don't have like, you know, they're, it's all up on, uh, Robin Lehner. You know, he could be good. He could be not good. It's the same thing with, uh, Toronto. You have Frederick Anderson, who is their number one goalie. Now I know that he's a decent goaltender, but I don't know if he's the kind of goaltender that's going to just give them that extra push. Um, so you know, it's there's a lot of questions uh, around our division. Um, I, I still think we're probably maybe one of we're the 
in maybe five years, the Atlantic will probably be a, a power division in the East. Um, but you know, it's just you, the Metro is still. I think you know you got the Pens, you got the the, the Capitals, um, you know the Rangers, who I think they're still kind of bad, but they could still make some noise. Um, and you got the Flyers; they're you know they're they're going young. They've got uh, Konechny and Provorov who are on their team now. Must be nice. Um, and then the Islanders; they've got Barzell and um, was it Boot uh, Bolivier? I don't know what. Yeah. Yeah, so they're obviously getting a little bit younger. They got they signed Parento to a contract, and then they were just like, "Well, see you later, I guess." Um, so, and then the Devils, I think, are another improved team as well. So, I mean, I, I think this year the Islanders definitely take a step back. Um, yeah, Kevin is probably going to get fired. I, I mean, I would not be surprised if they don't make the playoffs this year. Um, I mean, everybody talks about losing a post. So, I mean, you guys, in, you know, you, I mean, you see Nielsen's probably the bigger loss. You know, uh, mm-hmm. if you remember at the time, the Islanders fans were, you know, way more upset about losing Nielsen. Um, well, maybe that was because they kind of expected Akposa to be gone and Nielsen was just kind of like a just abrupt gone. Like Could be, yeah. Um, but no, I, 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 I think I think Nielsen's better than Akposa. So, yeah, but I mean, Cap, Capuano is not a good NHL coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's gotten lucky that Tavares has basically carried them to the playoffs. And if, if Tavares wasn't so good, Capiano would have been gone a couple of years ago. Yeah. And he looks funny too. And I don't love like that. <laughs> yeah. Fred Flintstone. I think the yeah. Flyers are easily the third best team in the Metro this year. Yeah. I think they can make the push because, uh, I think Haxtell's a good coach. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, they have some great players, uh, and they have some good young players, um, it will really fall on. Is Gostas Bear going to have? A, is he going to be able to do that again? Um, and is are there younger players going to be able to play up to par? Like you know, and then they're older. Like obviously, like you know, you got Giroux and Borchak, who are their their mainstays on offense. You know, Giroux is a pretty streaky player, and so is Borchak. So you know, it's yeah. going to be all about how they they adjust and, and but i do think that they could very well make some noise in that division easily yeah. and then there's the blue jackets as well that you've conveniently left oh, out will, the toronto will, of the I, metro because they're going to be a dumpster fire so that's why cool. the question there is how long does tortorella last i'll I be shocked he if he makes it through the whole season i don't think I so think he makes it, i think he makes it the whole season uh, i think yarmo kikalainen is fed up with him by New Year's and gets rid of him because I mean they've got such a young team with a lot of talent and prospects getting ready to come up and Tortorella is just going to like put thumb screws in all of them yeah honestly yeah. totally selfish and totally the also conspiracy theory like I would not have worried about this before this year is I am like in the very back of the recesses of my brain, uh, worried that Tortorella is going to get fired and then Ken Holland is going to replace Blasio with him. Stop. Oh, uh, I might have like, to quit at that point. Like, the whole <laughs> OMG line shit is, is is Team USA to a T, and so if that's like is really what Ken Holland is doubling down on organizationally, why the hell wouldn't you put that fucking jerk off in charge? <laughs> If that does happen, like if that le- like if that legitimately happens, a JJ, I will not speak to you for at least a few weeks. <laughs> I'm not taking blame for that. No, I know, but, but I just still, I won't because you and I will argue over something. I know we will, but um, <laughs> no, actually, it, no. But honestly, I I don't know how I will be able to process. I might need to take a step back and just 
like do a long process of how much Ken Holland has fucked everything up. Um, okay, we are already a team that uh, that has basically most fans are already like have their their second team picked out. We'll just all go to that, right? Well, yeah, the same team, right? Should we should we agree on that beforehand? Uh, no, probably not because we probably don't agree on it. Who's our second? Because I already know yours. I already know yours. Who is it? Who's it's mine? Dallas. Yeah, it is still Dallas. I can't argue against yeah. them. Yours is Dallas. Uh, what is uh, what is, is, is Peter? Is yours is the Islanders? I mean, I, I, I guess so. I mean, I think it would be okay. a lot easier if they got rid of Capuano. So uh, you're going from pain to more pain. Good, smart. Yeah, um, I mean, it's all I know. It's all Mike, I know. Mike, uh, do you have a second team, or do you just stay r- red and white forever? Uh, I'm red and white forever. I grew up away from the Red Wings. I, uh, I, I got nobody else, man. Yeah, I understand. Well, you just um, go red and white and just go Carolina. Uh, I grew up in North Carolina, which is the weird thing. But, like, that's my team. It, it was, yeah, Carolina <laughs> was before, before or after I left. So, I mean, I've, I've got no connection to that team. Yeah, I, uh, Carolina's my team, uh, my second team. Um, and that's because I really like Bill Peters. Um, and I really like Noah Hannafin. And um, so they are definitely my, uh, my second team. Uh, if the if the Red Wings go belly up, I will um, jump on that. And uh, yeah, they, I just like them. I like what they're doing. I think they're probably one of the smartest teams in the league. Um, and yeah, if the Red Wings, if like I said, if the Red Wings go, start to suck, then uh, go Canes. <laughs> Which also you care the about Canes out West? Uh, no, I really do not care about the West. I wish they would just remove it. Chicago is going to miss the playoffs. Yes, um, absolutely. And oh, the by the Kings way, will be really good this did year. Did you see that thing with their bottom six today on Twitter? That's pretty amazing. I didn't see details. Uh, here, I'll look it up. I was just a list of all the bottom six forwards, and like this is a team that has playoff hopes. Yeah, and they're like, they are so they are so like just hogtied by bad contracts. Um, I mean, and I understand. I mean, you have to pay your Jonathan Taves and your. Uh-huh. Um, whatever the other dude's other guy, is, uh, Brent Seabrook, Kane. which is a terrible contract. Um, you know they're just they're they're hogtied and they will be for a while. So I mean, we'll probably you never to, know. But they put in a waiver claim on basically every forward that hit the wire, right? They have they, to. They had to. I mean, yeah, yeah. They need they need those kinds of players so bad. And yeah, so they have a. Uh, uh, who is yeah? They have like a bunch. Like their bottom six, there's a bunch of players I've like never heard of. It's it's okay. I have it up. It's Tyler Mott, Marcus Kruger, Ryan Hartman. That's their third line. Okay. Uh, and then their bottom line is I, I don't know this guy Vince Hinostra. Uh, Hinostra, Hinostra, yeah. Uh, yeah, Hinostra, Nick Schmaltz, and Jordan Tutu. That's their bottom six. Yeah. So Tyler Mott played here at Michigan, so I know him well. He's okay. He's not a third liner in the NHL, I don't think, but. Um, I think the best name out of there might be Kruger. Kruger, Kruger yeah. yeah. And uh, Kruger, it, they, they weren't they trying to trade him because they can't really afford it at this point? Yeah. I thought I saw something he, like, about them trying to after trade After he did everything he could to uh, – no, because they were talking like Kruger would have to go in the Yakupov deal. That right. never happened because he went to St. Okay. Louis. Oh, my God, Yakupov, too. That's amazing. Yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. <laughs> if, if it weren't for Kruger and Tutu, like, you could have listed those guys off and told me they are in a boy band. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of them. So, um, and then I guess uh, other teams around the West, um, 
I think that the abs will probably start to get a lot better. Um, now that, uh, shit face McGee isn't coaching them anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Edmonton, (laughs) they're not going to be any better. They suck. They always will. Oh, they'll be fun. I I think Edmonton's better this year. I know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess like a fresh turd is a little bit better than an old turd. I don't, I don't know, whatever, but I still think they'll be bad. It'll be fun to watch Connor McDavid. That'll be, Mm -hmm. that's for sure. Um, who, who made the worst trade this off season? The Edmonton, New Jersey trade or the Predators well, Montreal? I'd argue, I'd argue it's way Giorelli. less. Yeah, they got way less value for Hall than mm-hmm. Montreal got for Subban. They traded a like a bottom six or bottom four defenseman for a bona fide top one winger, like top five winger in the NHL. So, um, and that was a big one. And that's something that mm-hmm. I kind of miss in the East. There. New Jersey, they are absolutely one hundred percent like improving, and I think that they will also. Um, might make some noise if they can start start playing actual hockey. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, just, you got Schneider in goal. I mean, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna carry you. I mean, like last, they would have been so bad last year without Schneider. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. I, I mean, they were bad. I mean, they would have been really, really bad. I mean, he he kept them from getting like a high draft pick. Um. So I guess since we pretty much discussed around the NHL, I don't really care about many of the other teams uh, unless you guys do. Um, I mean, well, there's Nashville the whole business with fine. Anaheim. Not, not oh, to, yeah, we really not need to yeah. throw that fart into the wind. But yeah, we need, we need to be hilariously bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah. yeah, it will be so good. I it will be delicious. Yeah, I can always like just look at that and go, oh, man, God, that's bad. They are quickly becoming the Cleveland Browns of hockey, and I love it. <laughs> um, the uh, so moving on from uh, around the NHL, there's still moves to be made. Um, if you look around the NHL, you've got uh, Jacob Truba, Hampus Lindholm, who still are unsigned. Um, Jacob Truba doesn't sound like he's going to be resigning. Um, it sounds like he will he it, like he will basically not play, and they're just going to wait to trade him, or he's just going to. It's basically going to be like another Jonathan Drouin kind of situation, maybe. Um, uh, you, what were the other ones? Uh, the 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 uh, the Ducks have uh, Lindholm uh, Lindholm and uh, Raquel. And Raquel. Did they signed Raquel though. I thought they resigned him. No, last time they, no. they were getting closer, but okay. that, that was per uh, Mr. Bobby Mack, Bobby okay. McKenzie. Right. So, I mean, okay. who knows the the veracity of that claim? Yeah, and that's a team that um, is stocked with bad contracts as well. And uh, Lindholm is a guy that you have to pay. Uh, yeah, big and I think they've only got about seven million in cap room. Yeah, they can't afford both. And apparently yeah. Lindholm only wants like six. He's like his his ask is is super reasonable. Oh yeah, I give him that, and I'd paint his house for him. Yeah, but Raquel was asking for, and I, I hope I've got this right off the last one. Six years at four million a year. Which, yeah, Raquel can fuck off. I don't care about him. I, I mean, he he <laughs> did put up forty three points last year. I think. No, he's a good player. No, he is. He's yeah. a good player. Um, I I don't I know would, that he's worth four million yet, though. And he's I done it for one that. season. I'd say that he it might be worth it, um, but I mean, I, they paid Brian Kessler how much over how long? So, <laughs> idiots get bent. I'm so glad we didn't do that. Um, do you guys think that Jacob Truba is going to get traded to Detroit? I don't see how. Okay, no. that's all I needed I, to say. Yeah, I, I think it would have happened already. Um, I don't know if I. The only. The only scenario i see jacob truba coming to detroit is in a trade that will make me extremely mad (laughs) like like i'm talking like brendan smith 
Thomas Tatar and something else. <laughs> and I will be red, nude, and jumping through the walls. <laughs> I got to trade Mrazic. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Click. <laughs> Dial tone. It's like um, the cartoons. You can just hear the teapot boiling out of uh, Kyle's ears yeah, there. Pretty, yeah. And you hear just my clothes being ruffled off, and I just. <laughs> oh, 50 Shades of Red and Nude online. Um, so, I mean, you know, Lindholm, I think, obviously, I think that's a deal that'll get done. Um, and you might see the Ducks try and, if they can't come to terms and tell Raquel to chill out and play ball with them, then, yeah, they might have to trade him. Who knows? Um, I mean, I'm not going to trade for him. Obviously, the Red Wings aren't going to trade for him um, because we have, you know, more forwards than, I don't know, the freaking mailbox. I don't know. <laughs> Post office would have been the correct answer. <laughs> help yeah. Me. I hate you all. <laughs> um, book series. I wish that you guys have a wonderful evening. I'm leaving. <laughs> so It'd be so nice on, to uh, cap space to kind of screw these teams. Oh, yeah. No, it would it would be nice to to have the cap space to just go out and be like, "Hey, Hampus Lindholm, you want six point five? Yeah, whatever. We'll just mortgage everything, even though we really can't because we don't have that third round pick or yeah, third round pick. So, um, it would be nice to see an offer sheet because I just love chaos, but it's just not gonna happen. It's just the GMs are like in a boys' club together. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, any kind of offer sheet would have happened well prior to today. I wouldn't say that. No. I'd say it just comes right. Well, I mean, obviously, it's probably. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, probably. It would happen today. Today at the latest. Yeah. Yeah, I know for sure. Um, so I basically, I mean, Lindholm, Markel, whatever, Truba, probably going to get traded to Boston, and Boston's going to overpay a lot. And, you know, whatever. It, it'll be a lateral move for them. Do we all agree on that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, you no. never know. Uh, Edmonton might trade uh, Nugent Hopkins, and uh, how, how many more first round picks do they have? <laughs> Although uh, they might be the Hopkins. best trade they made already. Uh, yeah. And then they'll uh, they'll have Clef Bomb. Uh, he's Tri-Sidal. a first round Tricidal. Yeah, I, and I remember David. when they were actually like contemplating, like when they were talking about you know the trading the Everlay and trading um, Hall or Nugent Hopkins, like. Uh, Drysaddle's name popped in there, and I was like, "Really? Already? Like the kid's yeah. good. Like oh, yeah. he's a stud. Um, it's just God, they're just so dumb. I hate Chiarelli. He's ugly and he sucks." <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Anyways, uh, let's go to positivity corner. This is where we're gonna sit in the corner. And we're all gonna tell something nice about each other. JJ, I think you're very handsome, and you do look like Seth Rogen. <laughs> Thank you. And sound like him, too. You're a wonderful person, Kyle. You're a wonderful. bag of rainbows. Wonderful. <laughs> He's a wonderful. He uh, he dresses up like a squirrel superhero. That's true. It's, it's true. And you know what? <laughs> Next time, sorry. what I do in my free time is none of your goddamn business. I know, I'm sorry for releasing that. Uh, no, you're a, you're a bag of rainbows. Um, Peter and Mike, I, I like you, too. We like you, too, JJ. We've never <laughs> hugged in person, so... Uh, that's I'm true. Looking I'm looking forward to that. 
I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm trying to get to to Detroit this year. That's my plan. Yeah, if you don't, then you are not invited to my birthday party. Okay. So just like every other year. Shut the hell up. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, no, you absolutely better come here or I will scream. Yeah, I'm doing my best. I I really want to come. I should be able to uh, maybe hook sometime over the winter is probably the best bet. Oh, yeah, spring. Time to come in Detroit. It's beautiful here in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> the just I hope yeah. you like the color gray. <laughs> you take what you can get. <laughs> oh, man. Um, are you going to say anything nice, Mike, or are you just going to be mean? Oh, God, it would be so great to just be mean and be a dick. But uh, Kyle and JJ, you, you are some excellent fearless leaders and uh, – saw fit enough to give me the opportunity here so that's that means you're pretty awesome and and peter you you are a great sounding board for uh uh, fantasy hockey and all the other crackpot ideas i've got so Ah. thumbs up to everybody right and 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 none of us were stupid enough to suggest that the wings sign lucic like uh edmonton edmonton did so you know we're all Uh, i was all a pluses there i was on that bandwagon for a minute so Mm -hmm. yeah but you never seriously said it uh, well, nah, no, I'm just going to deny that. Calling him human trash so much better. Yeah, I know. I would have deleted that. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say I, I, I'm a huge fan of JJ's awesome slash awful puns on Twitter. Um, I, I genuinely like them, uh, even though I groan and laugh with about the same time. Uh, <laughs> I, I, there are some days where he, I, he he will just catch me on a bad day, and his pun will make me mad. <laughs> and I'll just be sitting at my computer go, God, fuck you, Jake. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. I know it is. Uh, and Kyle, I'm a huge fan of your, uh, your dog pictures. I mean, oh, yeah. A lot of other things, but you know that in particular. Um, and Mike's in my fantasy league this year, which is awesome because uh, we needed a manager that knows hockey and cares, and and yeah, so that's really cool. Yeah, it still doesn't explain why you picked me, but I'm glad to be in. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a really nice session of positivity corner. You know what? We're what? just uh, I don't know. Are we gonna because what we got questions last year. Questions. Yeah, we got reader questions next. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Um, <laughs> positivity corner was great. We should do that more often. Um, probably won't once hockey starts though, cause we'll just, you know, hate everything, hate each other. Um, yeah. reader questions as always, we love doing those cause we love talking to our readers and our friends. Um, and, uh, JJ usually does that because he is a tyrant and, um, he will have it no other way. I've tried to seduce him into not doing it, but he just wants it this way. So, um, JJ, go ahead and start reading questions and maybe I guess we'll answer them. Uh, you just got an NSYNC song stuck in my head right off the bat. Thanks. Uh, eight legged Al wants to know, would you rather one no. have the wings bomb this season uh, around 80 points, proving their current roster management is completely flawed even if it results in no changes to the front office, or two, have one of those oddball seasons where everything on paper tells us otherwise, but this team still manages to pull together a decent year, gets into the playoffs, and gets past the first round. Uh, if if those are my only two choices, I have to take number two, even though yeah. I'm 100% against it, you know, because 
I like it, it. It seems like it would almost be the worst thing is like if we have a terrible season and nothing changes. You know, we have a terrible season and no lessons are learned. So because of that, I'd have to take the one that has success, even though I think it would be for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I am uh, absolutely 100% on board for going into the playoffs and getting to the second round. Um, Because that means we would have made it to the second round, and that's fun. Like, I'm sorry that more hockey isn't fun for you if you want to tank out the season. Um, And I'm not convinced... I'm not convinced that Ken Holland is the person that needs to be rebuilding this team. So, yeah, Kyle nailed it. Uh, it's it's no brainer. Just go for the go for the happy fun season. Yeah, the positive. J88 wants to know how is important that Larkin take the next step and becomes the first center this season, or do you think that's not really possible or in the cards until next year? I'm I'm not sure that's. In the cards this season, but if it could happen, I mean, isn't that kind of the ideal scenario? I mean, it's ideal. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's. Gonna yeah, I, I mean, for mm-hmm. for this year, we've got Nielsen and Zetterberg, who could, in theory, if they had to, take first C responsibilities, right? So, um, I I don't think I had, think Zetterberg's time as a center should, or as a first line center should be done. I I agree, but in a pinch, like something happens to Nielsen, Larkin's not showing he's ready. We can have mm-hmm. Zetterberg step in. It's it's serviceable. Yeah, but yeah. man, if if Larkin could just step up and and be able to tell that line of um, Nielsen Z and is, is it a, it's not Abby they're putting with him, right? No, no, it's a tar. It's a tar. Yeah, if that line could just get relegated to second shift duties, oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess uh, we're yeah. all, all we yeah. agree for the most part, right? Yep. Yeah. Would you rather have the OMG line be a great producer and effective shutdown line, or have them fail, causing Holland to call up some kids? Oh, that's uh. a tough one. <laughs> I think we're all well, going to the second one, right? I mean, does that yeah. mean the OMG line? Go, uh, does some of, do some of them go on waivers? <laughs> if Holland's going to uh, call up kids, I, I, yeah, gotta call I up think kids, that's kind of an implication. Somebody else. Yeah, we'll, we'll, mm. we'll pretend like, yes, the OMG line's failure forces the team into specifically replacing the OMG line, not doing something else stupid. Absolutely. Down on it. 100 times outside, in the rain, butt naked, yes. Mm. I wouldn't go I that know. far, but yeah. I'm probably like 40, 60. I'd totally swallow my pride and have the OMG line just surprise everybody. Like, great producer, effective shutdown line for your fourth line. If your fourth line is doing that, I think the rest of your lines are doing a really good job. And I I don't know. I don't care about my pride in the kids that much. I don't think it'll happen. But. All right. Well, cool. Enjoy enjoy the, uh, the contracts that they hand out after that then. Yeah, that's what I'd be afraid of is the long-term damage it would do because, I, I, I mean – to run the kind of fourth line that they want to be running, you really need to have like a Crosby Malkin Kessel set up ahead of you, like like what yeah. Pittsburgh's doing. I mean, they're trying to run it just like a shutdown, and you can't do that when you don't have. And I hate to say that we don't have this, but bona fide superstars up front. That would mean that the fourth line wouldn't work, though, right? See, mm. 
y'all have to have all of these things there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm but there. if if we have a fourth line that quote unquote works, and say the rest of the team is still just doing on par, I'm afraid that it cements this philosophy of the fourth line grind line or fourth line tough guys or, or whatever in Ken Holland's head. Not to say that it's not already chained down with irons there now, but it's. I don't know. I think we're caught I, I up feel with like the it hurts. works. Like the question specifically said great producer too. Mm-hmm. What's a great producer for a fourth line? 40 goals? <laughs> 40 goals for the fourth line would be fucking amazing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're winning. And if that's the you're case, the, the, Stanley Cup at that point. the mm-hmm. rest of the league is not at least in 41 games is not going to let you make that your fourth line if they're that good unless yeah, your yeah. other three lines are still better than them. So well, what? You got 10, 10 and 15 or 15, 15 and 10? That's still really, really good. Yeah, for a fourth line. Like, you're oh, talking yeah. anywhere like like ten goals. Like if you can split thirty goals between the three of them, like even that is like, God damn, that's yeah. good. It's a logical trap because if they go like that well, then they're no longer the fourth line, then the question doesn't matter. See, I'm forcing mm-hmm. it, they have to remain the fourth line. So right. that's not specifically what the question is, but that's just what I'm saying. If they're that good, yes, I'll take that. I don't care. Mm. Root Scott wants to know, how many goals do you think Polkinen scores during the season and against the Red Wings? Uh, well, he gets the Hattie against the Wings, naturally, <laughs> in the um, first I'd game say, they face us. I say he scores, let's say, a max of 15 mm. goals. Yeah. I don't think he cracks double digits. Mm. I think he does. When is the Red Wings one mm. game... Or what other two games against Minnesota? I don't know. I think there's a real good chance like he's not even on their roster by then. I mean, you could be right. Mm. I don't know. Somebody uh, else look it up, and I'll just go with it because I don't. Feel I like mean, it. Minnesota. I, I think we were talking about this earlier uh, privately, but Minnesota is not exactly a deep team, right? So no. I mean, he he might not be placed in a role where he's going to have the tools to succeed partway through the season. But I, I don't know that he comes out of the lineup. Hmm. I still say probably 15 goals. I, I'd give him 18 to 20. Wow. Because they're, they're essentially going to slot him right into the role that they were using Vanek as, assuming. So he he did, what, 18 in like 70 games? Last year, which includes a couple scratchings for bad attitude. So, mm-hmm. assume Polkinen can stay healthy. I think he's got the possibility of matching that over That's another games. thing. You don't know if Polkinen's going to stay healthy. Yeah. He's got, mm-hmm. he's got that shoulder issue. I, I have a feeling he takes, like, like maybe give him, like, five games of him just ripping shots like that. Who knows? Yeah. Is, is, February 12th. The same shoulder both times? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, it was the same, same one. Shoulder. Oof. February twelfth and March twenty sixth. Polkinen is not does not play a game against the Red Wings this year. That's my prediction. Okay. Mm. What is this offseason's spirit animal? Asks Larkanik and Skywalker. Spirit animal. Um. What? Duck billed platypus. <laughs> the duck. You gotta bring the duck. There you go. <laughs> yeah, stop. Stop. Um. I don't know. I'd say the spirit animal would be uh, Buffalo Trace. To whiskey. Right. No. I, uh, I got nothing. 
I'm gonna say Honey Badger because like it was relevant a few years ago and everybody thought that was like so fucking great, um, <laughs> but really just tiny and annoying and yeah. <laughs> All right, sure. Capit wants to know what's your favorite breed of cat, dog, or preferred home animal? Boston Terrier. Horse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got two tabby cats, and you know, I love them. So, gotta go with that. Uh, my my favorite breed is rescued. That's, that's good. a good answer. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's not my line. Wish I could take credit for it. Yeah, <laughs> you could. Uh, human child. I got three kids. They're great. I don't like my dog. <laughs> Cop out answer. Suck it. My family doesn't even listen to this. So I'm not even getting brownie points. I don't care. What? Okay. <laughs> Pick one of each set. A, Ken Holland gets fired at the end of the year and the, and the Red Wings win the Stanley Cup final in the next five years. Or two, Ken Holland doesn't get fired and the Wings manage to pull off a miracle season and win the Stanley Cup this year, but don't then don't make the playoffs for the next five years. Two. One. Two. Give me the cup now. <laughs> Are you serious? But we still get it. What? We still get it in one. We just don't get it this year. Guaranteed the cup sometime in the next five years under one. And plus, we can still make the playoffs. We're guaranteed not to make the playoffs again after this year. I'm sorry. Give me the yeah. Give me the cup now. You're wrong. It's one. Okay. (laughs) The next set. B one. Ken Holland waves the entire OMG line and brings up three kids who play extremely well, but we miss the playoffs anyway. Or two, the OMG line is magically successful and we squeak into the playoffs only to lose in the first round again. One. Give me two. <laughs> I see the pattern here. Oh, I hate all of these like, I, like, I, will all, I will always take the cup as soon as possible. <laughs> but yeah, but we don't get the cup in number two. Lose in the first round. What was that? Two is the OMG line is magically successful and we squeak into the playoffs only to lose in the first round again. Oh, then I misheard you. I'm sorry. Versus three kids come up and play extremely well, but we miss the playoffs. Oh, um, I guess I'd just give me the kids then. Yeah, I'd go for one. We're only getting like yeah. five extra games under the OMG line playing well. No thanks. Yeah, agreed. Uh, let's see. Does anyone else now feel uneasy about Mantha, Sveshnikov, and Bertuzzi, but also Sproul, Relit, Hookers, blah, 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 like maybe they're all just all – Biding their time now until they're eventually placed on waivers. No, I don't want to answer. This is a stupid. Yeah, that's I. It's I don't. Hmm. I don't want to think like that. I'm sorry if you want to think like that, but I refuse to do that. Yeah, uh, M. Bell's has an honest Erickson question, which is good. He's no, he'd look good in a top hat and a beard, wouldn't he? Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, is there a legitimate reason he isn't waived for the? Just purpose? don't go to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Don't don't worry, shots never hit him anyway. <laughs> oh <laughs> God! <laughs> is there a legitimate reason he isn't waived for the purpose of moving to the AHL? Um, is he not eligible? Do they not want to pay him to play in the, the Swedish Mafia? Upsetting the captain. Wait, wait, who is this again, Erickson? Erickson. Yeah, basically can't figure out why. Like it's he can be waived and sent to Grand Rapids. He's not going to. I don't think it's Swedish Mafia. I think that the team like literally is in love with his side. They like how he is 
still a decent penalty killer, and I love that. And they basically just see all of his mistakes as, oh, well, he's just he's still coming out of it. He he makes more good defensive plays, the stay-at-home guy. Um, I think they, the, the organization just likes him more than we do. Hmm. No. no, he's not going to be late. He'll right. retire before he gets one. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I mean, I I know we like to posit on you know what's going on and what we see and, and humans are kind of biased into thinking that we always have all the information but i mean the guys inside blash hill and holland and them they do have massive amounts more information than we do on how these guys are playing and and how they look in practice and all that kind of stuff so i mean yeah we see the results in the games and and they're not that good so how can the practice be any better but uh, maybe there's something they're seeing Maybe. Yeah, it goes back to the Rutherford piece about how, like, he just knows. Like, it's true. They they know way more. That's a good point, Mike. Mm. Let's Thank you. see. <laughs> what are you most excited for this coming season? Uh, I, w- I would say Nielsen. I mean, I know that sounds like a broken yeah. record at this point, but I mean, yeah. I think. You know, when, we were t- when, when I saw before we were doing Positivity Corner, I thought it was going to be about the Red Wings, and that was, like, the first thing that came to mind. You know, it's like, I think, you know, I, I, I'm really excited to see how he plays this year. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that he can he can help, like we were talking about before. You know, we want Larkin to make the transition to number one center, and I think that, um, I think that Nielsen is going to be really important in helping him get there. Yeah, I, I'm, for me, I, it's seeing Larkin as a second-line center. And Nielsen, obviously, I'm excited about that. But I'm really excited to see how the kid reacts to it. I want to see him put his put the big boy big boy pants on and uh, you know shut that sophomore narrative, sophomore slump narrative, you know, shut it right up. So, mm-hmm. and I believe that he can. So, I think uh, yeah. Tatar's going to get his groove back. <laughs> that would be how sweet. T- how Tatar got his groove back? Yeah, yeah. yeah that would be. Did sweet. he go to otherwise Jamaica? He's, otherwise, he's the next hoodler. Yeah. Um. I think I'm most excited for if we're if we're all picking players here. Maybe uh, Thomas Vanek. Really? Yeah, Man, just because uh, it, it feels I, like Kenny's had a while since he's had like a really standout signing, and I, I feel like the easy answer for a standout signing is probably going to be Nielsen. Probably don't want to jinx it, but I mean, <laughs> you are he, now though. I know, but yeah. he's tried these reclamation projects for a while. I mean, two two. Um, Madonna and Alfredson at the end of their careers. Not that it was difficult to see those as good signings, but you know, Madonna didn't necessarily work out. But then, you know, uh, uh, the coal trade, uh, Stephen Weiss, all of these things like people have been harping on him for about uh, harping on him about for a while now. And uh, like, yeah, they're bad in retrospect, but we, we had no way of knowing that almost no way of knowing that going into these and it's just it feels like it there needs to be a year where the signings work out and thomas vanek after getting bought out benched for his attitude in buffalo and um out in minnesota it would it would be a great feel-good story i'd love to see it happen i don't think he hits 20 goals (laughs) thanks being honest with you dude I think the chemistry that he showed with Nyquist on Saturday was uh, really, really promising. I liked that yeah. a lot. Uh, NMU asked the question that we should probably take a stab at right now. Um, 
essentially if we had the Datsuk trade to do all over again, would we just should we just gone ahead and taken Chikrin? Um, I you know what, in retrospect, um God damn it. Um, um you I can go both ways on it, honestly. Going back I'd still be if they didn't do it, I'd be okay taking Chikrin or or Fabro. Like I'd be okay with that, like in retrospect. Um, at the time, I'd probably be a little bit upset, like, you know, if, if, and if I found out that I knew there was a deal on the table, I'd probably be like, are you serious? Um, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, if you think about the team right now, if they were strapped with that cap hit, um, things would be pretty ugly, I think. You know, obviously, they'd be forced into playing young players, but they'd be playing these young players in roles that I don't think would be very pleasant. Um, so I don't know. It could go either way, but yeah, I, I think, think there's a real chance that what would have happened with that without, without trading down Suk, I don't think the Red Wings end up with Nielsen without signing Nielsen. I think that what happens is that Larkin would have gotten, there's a real good chance of Larkin getting exposed and hurt by that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we might've had Chikrin, but what would the yeah. effect have been on our hopeful future number one center? To, to get that guy I don't okay. know like right now if, if you make me make the choice I'll say no I, I would do that trade over again uh, I'm I am gonna say I'm totally comfortable changing my mind later mm. yeah no for sure yeah if Chickering turns out to be a stud and yeah sure you you, you could you could mm. and you know what that is going to be a storyline with this fan base for so friggin yeah. long <laughs> I can't remember for sure. Like, if we didn't make that trade, do we still have the money to get Nielsen? I mean, I know I'm not saying like we would have, but like, will we still have had the money to do it? I think so, right? Yeah, I don't think so. No. Mm-mm. Okay, if that's the case, I thought we then, had about four million in room. I, I can't remember. I mean, if that's the case, then I mean, I think well, you know, if, the only they, oh, sorry, go. if they would have let Helm go, then yeah, but they wouldn't have. No, they well, well, okay, yeah. Sorry, I, I yeah, I, I mean, yeah. essentially, <laughs> um, we would have re-sign, re-signed Helm, not signed uh, Nielsen, Vanek, or Ott. M- maybe they would have signed Ott anyway, but we'd still have Polkin and Furk as massive unknowns. We'd have AA on the roster, which we're going to have anyway. We'd possibly have Mantha on the roster. Yeah, Miller yeah, resigned think- anyway, regardless. Yeah, I mean, I. I, I uh, you know, I, I think the only off-season acquisition that we made that we had to was Nielsen. You know, just because I mean that was just such a large gaping hole, and we needed to we needed to fill that hole. And I think he was out of all the available people. You know, obviously Stamkos wasn't available. I mean, he was the only. He, you know, he I think he was the best choice out of all of those. Yeah, um, You know. Um, yeah, you know, you know, basically what JJ said before. Um, I mean, I think that's that's an acquisition we had to make. Um, and so, yeah, if it would have kept us from getting Nielsen, like I said, I can't remember. Then, I mean, I, I have to be against that. Then, yeah. uh, second part of that question is: Do you think uh, this next offseason the Red Wings buy out Erickson? No. Nope. I think he retires. Yeah, he will retire before he is bought out or put on waivers. Yeah. Or he will LTIR retire. Mm. Yeah. Back on the chicken thing, just real quick. I just really mm. hope that Dennis Chalowski kicks ass. Mm. 
that guy's going to get so unfairly blamed if he's yeah. not like. Oh yeah, he will get shit all over. Um, it's take a while, right? I mean, he's you know he's yeah. it's going to take him a, what three four years probably to be ready. Yeah, they'll let him ride out. They'll let him ride out at St. Cloud State for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan Borsman wants to know which Morrissey song best encaps- encapsulates your emotional state going into the regular season. I'm punting this. I don't know any Morrissey songs. I'm sorry. I'm with you, JJ, so I got to pass. I would say, um, oh, God. I would say Irish Blood, English Heart. Uh, Yeah, I I don't really know. I mean, all I know is like one Smith song. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Really? I should know more. I'm sorry. Just savage me in the comments for this. I, I don't care. I have bad music taste. Uh, how bad were the Wings waiver wire losses in context in terms of the rest of the NHL? Oh, I, I don't know. Like, mm. Parento is a pretty bad loss. Like, yeah. that was, that's, a, that's a pretty bad loss. I think that Parento uh, is worse than them combined. Yes. I think so, Seth, Seth Griffith might have been Seth, at least on bulk yeah, of his level yeah. as far as. Mm. Seth Griffith is, is, is a decent hockey player. So, yeah, no, they're, they're definitely. Only other waiver losses that are uh, a little, 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 bah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But did any team lose two players? No, I don't know. I don't think so. <clears throat> so no, but I just said, yeah. I just, so just said us. Parento, Parento is better, is mm. combined. It's essentially the same thing in my eyes. Yeah. Perk oh, would have yeah. never made this team. It's, 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 it's it. He would have never made it. Who outperforms expectations most this season, offense and defense? Marchenko, and I'm going to go with. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. Um, <coughs> You're going to say Ott, weren't you? Yeah, say Ott. I was, was going to say Ott, but I'm not going to say There's no expectations no, on the guy. One goal is outperforming it. <laughs> No, because if he exceeds, exceeds my expectations, I'll be even more mad, and I'll hate him um, even more. Uh, I'll, okay, so I got Marchenko, and then I've got uh, I'm going to go with uh, uh, what's his nuts? Um, is it Riley Shea. Oh yeah, God that's damn you, Kyle. Riley Shea, baby, he's going to break out the shell. He's going to score mm. a million million goals for puppies and kitties. Mm. You took both my answers. Good, <laughs> good. Screw your answers; they suck. Anyways. They're, they're your answers, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. Shut up. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, yourself. Yeah. Uh, wait, Mike, do you have backup answers? Uh, I don't want to take uh, yours again. Uh, you can say the same thing. I mean, that would be hilarious, though. <laughs> no. I'm Okay, okay. Um, defense, I'm going to say Brendan Smith, just because All right, I, Jeff. maybe after... So long, people have stopped expecting things of him, and pairing him with Green, I think, is going to be the money maker for him. Um, the mass of this fan base does not expect anything from him. That's what's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so if if the expectations are zero, and he gets, yeah, to, it's the Steve yeah, Ott yeah, 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 Steve Ott syndrome. Um, and then, oh God, um, I'm going to go with Anthony Manta for exceeding expectations. I think at some point he's going to get up and he's going to stay up. That's a great. That's a great answer. I like it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna doctor. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Mike Green. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Mike Green. I'm gonna say he he he's kind of more like what we had hoped. Um, and let's go real positive and say Dylan Larkin. 
Okay. All right. Uh, picking the answers that nobody else has picked before. Uh, Danny DeKaiser makes everybody go like, whoa, he actually is a number one D-man. And Henrik Zetterberg for forwards. Because I think he's just, like totally overlooked. And there's a real good chance that he has kind of like a renaissance season. Mm. That's like a that, yeah. good point. Yeah. Yeah. Larkin Forever says, can you refer to Team Europe as the Decepticons again? Yes, Team Europe is the Decepticons. Uh, <laughs> B. easy. Once, yeah, I know. Some of these questions are great, though. Uh, between Sproul and Willette, who plays more this year? Willette. Yeah. Yeah, I think Willette. Uh, I think Sproul. Just because they, they've seen what Willette has to offer in the past. Um, and that's why. <laughs> that's a very good counterpoint. Yeah. I will take your thunder and I will shove it up your ass. How does that sound? <laughs> Not pleasant. <laughs> Ow. What was the most positive thing that happened this off season? Uh, Dylan Sadaway. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I'd say Dylan Sadaway. <sighs> Any other answers? I mean, I, I, I'd just say Nielsen again. I, I know it's a broken record, but... I had a Coke machine give me two bottles uh, at a hotel <laughs> this summer. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the best uh, thing. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to say um, Huda and Torchetti. Oh, that's good, too, yeah. Torchetti, by the way. Torchetti. Torchetti. Sorry. Torchetti. Uh, does the coach or GM decide if the players skate in Detroit or Grand Rapids? What? Does the coach or GM decide if the players skate in Detroit or Grand Rapids? Basically, how will the rotating AA Mantha thing be decided? How do other it's teams do it? Be, it's, it's an equal decision. It's, it's got to be an equal, yeah. yeah. Uh, the GM decides who goes to, to which city, and the coach decides who gets on the ice. Obviously, yeah. there's some interplay there, but it's still probably 60% Ken Holland's decision, yeah. if not 70. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Holmes from 96 asks simply, <laughs> what the fuck? That, that's a good question. The only answer I can give you is yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was thinking of not asking it, but I got five wrecks, so I'm going to give the people what they want. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the people's radio. Yeah. Firepower, do you think the waiver losses over the last few years really hurt us as an organization? Uh, who was, is, potentially the biggest loss? Any of Pulkin and Ferk, Ferraro, Nestrasol, etc. you'd like to have in the lineup now? Or would current Grand Rapid Griffins have better value? Current better, bleh, mm. Current Griffins would have better value. I'd rather have Mantha than Polkinen. I'd rather have Svechnikov than Polkinen. And Polkinen is out top of the list for me. No... Players like Ferraro, Nestor, Sill, Polkin, and Ferk, unless they turn into prolific elite hockey players or not even elite hockey players. I mean, uh, you know, unless that happens, which odds are that's not going to happen, um, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. It's not the fact that we're losing these certain players. It's the fact that we are just losing players without anything to show for it. It's not the players. It's just the asset management and the complete blunder that is what ken holland is doing and that's just oh well fuck it yard sale take it i don't care yeah that that's actually supposed to be 50 cents but you know what why don't you just go ahead and take it it's yours um <laughs> so i mean i but but no i definitely like i could name let's see um timu polkanen who's the top of the list who would i rather have in the nhl over him if it meant uh we have tyler bertuzzi mantha um 
Athanasiu or uh, Svechnikov in the NHL. See you later, Polkinen. Mm. You're out. Yeah, I don't think either or any of us are going to improve on Kyle's answer there, so I'm just going to move on yeah. to the next question. Yeah, yeah. I'm good yeah. with it. You've got S19. Super positive question here. Just looking at the season, do you feel we are a better team this year than last? And I know the instant knee-jerk reaction is, uh, no, but I feel we have yeah. every reason to think so. Our D is bad, but it didn't get worse. Our forwards, in my opinion, are improved as a whole. Blash is now in his second year, and sounds as if our player usage will be better not leaning on Datsuk and Zetterberg at all times. I see us in a better playoff position than we were last year. Am I wrong? No. Well, it's... I think they could both be true, though. Um, I think we could be a better team but not be in a better playoff position because, like we were talking about before, you know, Montreal's got price back, yeah. you know, et cetera. You know, I think they could both be it, true. It really does yeah. fall on the team is, as a whole. The defense going to get better. The offense, I think, did get better. Um, it falls on goaltending a little bit. Like those, like one of those two needs to not slip. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it also things like, you know, is our, is our power play going to be more effective? You know, are we going to utilize the players we right. have better than we did last year? And right. if the answer is yes, then sure. Yeah, of course we could, you know, be better this year. I agree. I think we've got every reason to expect that the power play is going to be better this year than next year. And I mean, of course it means nothing until we see it proven out on the ice, but I mean, we were, pretty pedestrian last year if i remember i I think like 14 and 16 on special teams Mm -hmm. um so i mean yeah there's room to go down but with um with the additions we made personnel wise and Mm -hmm. coach wise i i don't think I, i think it would be harder for us to move down than to move up now now Peter, like you were saying, like we mentioned earlier, whether we moved up enough to actually make a difference compared with other teams' competitive gains is another story. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. If if we end up, like, way, way worse, the end of season narrative is like, ah, oh, shit, I, we saw this coming, too. Mm. So it's they're probably better, but, like, you can't confidently enough say that, yeah, we are – we are better, but there is tons and tons and tons of reasons for positivity. Specific, specifically, he talked about, um, you know, Blash will be in a second year, maybe making this more his own team. I still think that's that's possible. Um, there are questionable lineup decisions that I don't like, but it's not exactly like they're entirely always unproven unpro- to be bad. It's just, I just don't, I think it's a little bit behind the times. But you get that working out. You get the defense just reshuffled a little bit. Um, you get more consistent goaltending, and yeah, there's a real good, a real good shot of positivity in this team that I'm looking. For, I'm excited about seeing. Mm. So we'll leave that right mm. into Bill H's question. Mm. What exactly do you think Ken Holland and Jeff Blash will see that the rest of us don't? Is their player really analysis that, yeah. eye test outdated? In their world, in order to ice a lower middle performing team, is it necessary to spend to the cap maximum? Can you see a way to upgrade and blah, blah, blah? Basically, why do Ken Holland and Jeff Blashill not obey us? No team obeys their fans. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but how... no other team has fans as smart as we are. That's true. No, you're absolutely right. And Or as handsome. Right. Um, I don't know. Obviously, obviously, there's, they 
see stuff that we don't see. Whether or not it's BS or if it's snake oil they're trying to whatever. I I don't know. Obviously, there's not much to see with Steve. I, I don't know what you'd see in practice that you see that like I don't know. I mean, every see him player hurting his own player. Yeah, I mean, oh. or like what making jokes with like the other guys like, "Come on, boys, let's go pick it up there, you little whatever." Like, rascal, <laughs> <laughs> scamp. Oh, you scamp. Yeah. You little scallywag there, you little fart knocker. I don't know. Whatever. I just, there's, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. But we see things that they obviously aren't seeing either, though. So, yeah. Well, I mean, these guys, they're at the rink for, what, four, six, eight hours a day. I mean, this is their job. The, the players and the coaches. So, I mean, the coaches aren't just looking at game film and seeing what happened. I mean, yeah, that has to be a, a big part of it. Everybody's sitting down and seeing where they screwed up and, and uh, where they played well. But the coaches are also seeing how these guys are performing in the weight room, how they're running on physical tests, and I'm, I'm sure they're yeah. tracking that data somehow. Um, oh, yeah, they're sure. running drills. They're running scrimmages. They're seeing how these guys are playing against our own team. Um, they're probably even having some guys mimic opposition just to see how they're going to stack up against different schemes and, and different styles of players. So in terms of what the coaching staff sees that we don't a hell of a lot, but at the end of the day, how much does it matter if what's on the ice sucks? Right. No, <laughs> I, I, Erickson. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. We do have to believe that they've got more, of the story and that story is once again referring back to the, the Jim Rutherford piece on the Players Tribune and if you haven't read that go find it um, you know he's just got all this this information to to deal with and it's stuff that we're not privy to um, right so like when he you know it, when he brings back Erickson it's or he continues to give him a piece or even when he signed Erickson to that contract, knowing about his hip, he knew all that shit. Then it's it's kind of our job to like kind of piece together what exactly that means. Because I do think Ken Holland is a sucker for a story. For like, sure. Yeah. Less is that's, more. That's that's Steve Ott right there. Is that Steve Ott is a fun story. He grew up in Windsor. He loved the Red Wings growing up, and now he finally gets a chance to come, and he does make the locker room more fun. And I've complained in the last few years that I wasn't sure that the, that the Red Wings team actually liked each other, and like, yeah, I was worried that there wasn't enough fun. So I'm not saying it's a worthless consideration. It's something to be seen. And honestly, if it works out, great. But we've seen Ken Holland and his decision-making process on stories uh, that hasn't worked out very well with a lot of decisions. And, you know, I, I like this, the good stories too. And I, I would love for that all to work out, but you know, in reality, the, the kid learning karate from like the rando shut in (laughs) is going to get his ass kicked by the kids who spend every freaking day at the dojo uh, learning shit. Right. <laughs> someday, like common sense has to take over. Analytics should be more factored in, and that's the thing. It's like I I don't want to say it is entirely the story, but I'm afraid Ken Holland has a an aversion to them that is unhealthy. Um, yeah. As far as Blashill is concerned, 
I, I need to see that this is going to be Blashill's team because so far it kind of hasn't looked like it. And I don't want to keep giving him excuses. And this year he's not going to get excuses. Um, if the bus falters, it's going to be, it's going to have plenty of gas to, to run him right the fuck over. Um, that's the way it's going to be. I'm, I'm not going to get to, oh, well, you know, Kenny Holland is still pulling the strings. So fuck you. If you, if it, your second year, get shit done or get the hell out of the way. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. Um, so, I, I I agree. I I think that your your analogy was quite perfect about the kid at the dojo. It's I just hate the Karate Kid. So I just fucked up an entire generation. It's a bad story. <laughs> he was an asshole but, the whole time. But I mean, at the same time, and and I don't want to go saying that this is true of everybody out there, but I I know we're going to get people commenting that. You know, these guys are professionals and, and they should be able to do their job regardless of the fun level of everything, because that's what, you know, 99 percent of the rest of us go through. We go we go through our jobs without having fun and during the day and then we have our fun when we get home. But right. like like for some of these guys being on the ice and having fun gives them that extra little bit of ability and. and Peter, I'm sure you see this mm-hmm. in, in the, the high school sports that you coach, where when the guys guys and girls aren't having fun, um, they try less. Now, that's not Absolutely. to say that these guys shouldn't be above something like that, but it does have to kind of factor in once in a while. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. So moving on, we got a couple more questions. We got to we got to get this uh, get this wrapped up here. So, JJ. I was going to fucking start. Effing G, yeah. uh, positivity. Yeah. How about Tatar practicing on that top line with Zetterberg and Nielsen, huh? Neat, right? Yeah, pretty sure. sexy. I Absolutely. like it. Makes me happy in All my right. pants. If you had the power <laughs> to instantly alter one cliche hockey narrative forever, but doing so would make all the other narratives permanent, would you do it, and what would be your altered narrative? So, for instance, uh, you know, you want to get rid of the all Euros are, are soft narrative, but doing so would make so the like fighting deters cheap shots and grit with championship like ne- nobody ever overcomes that would you trade one narrative for that i would I think, think the fighting deters uh deters cheap shots i think I, I think based on the way the question is phrased i would not do it because i think there are enough bad narratives that whichever one i chose i would be left with you know the way it's worded i would be left with all these other bad narratives that were now permanent I'd go with fighting guitars. I, I think I'm with Peter on this one. I also agree with Peter. I would not get rid of one narrative to uh, cement all the rest of them. You're all three. If wrong. I were to get rid of one specific narrative, it would be the fighting guitars, cheap shots. But I, I can't like, I can't cement all the other narratives just to do that. Supports mm. sports that just needs narratives. Mm. That's true. Yeah, we'd all get new <laughs> garbage narratives anyway. It's true. So right, Kyle, close us up. All Ooh. right. Sounds good. Well, this has been fun. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in and listening. Um, hockey season is almost here. So I hope that you are excited for it because if you're not, then just screw you. Like just be excited for something and love something. Please find something that you love. Um, we're all excited. Um, whatever happens, happens, but uh, I'm going to, my, my happy ass is going to have some fun watching the Red Wings play because that's my favorite team. And I like them. And I am so sorry for liking something if that upsets you. So for me, Kyle, 
Mikey, <laughs> Peter, and JJ, I wish you a pleasant day and a wonderful evening. This has been Wing It in Motown Radio. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs> fart, fart. <laughs> <laughs>